Pat McAfee. How's it going, man? Life is good. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to chit-chat about Fourth Down. I've listened to the Fourth Down experience before. I've heard a couple conversations. I like what you guys are doing. I'm excited to be a guest here. This is awesome. You and Gary Vee were probably our two biggest influences just to give us confidence to go forward with the special teams podcast. So thanks for everything, actually. No problem. That's a real honor for you to say that. I appreciate it. Uh, I think my approach to the game is something that people could enjoy, so I thank you for doing that. And me and Gary V, uh, being in the same sentence is truly a beautiful thing. I like that guy a lot. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Hey guys, it's Brian Jackson here with the Fourth Down Experience Podcast, co-host, uh, fellow co-host, Christopher Hughesby. Chris, how's it going for you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. It's, uh, you know, November, so, uh, and almost end of November, so it's, it's kind of nice to get in close to that, wrapping up the year, and, um, you know, for all of our, our specialists that we train, or, or high school, college guys, those seasons are wrapping up, so it's kind of like a new chapter in what we do, you know, that, that season ended, and now we're starting to help the kids. With, with college recruiting and guidance and next steps, so uh, I like it. It's kind of like a little change of pace in, in our industry. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, it's not too cold down here like it is up there. Uh, we're in the 50s and 60s down here in Alabama, and um, you know, I'm sure it's freezing cold where you're at, and our guest today is, is even more north, <laughs> uh, so it's probably even colder there, or I guess we'll find out the temps here, but... Uh, we'd like to talk to you about our guest. Uh, his name is Rene Paredes. He is a Grey Cup champion, second time ever, winning the Grey Cup for the Calgary and of the CFL. He's been kicking for eight years, kicking and putting in eight years uh, in the league. He's a vet. He's a 1985 guy, just like me, uh, only a few days apart. I'm May 8th. He's a May 15th guy. Uh, Rene, welcome to the show, dude. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm doing well, Renee. Thank you for joining us on the Fourth Down Experience. Um, I guess first question, we might as well start it off. You just won the Grey Cup. How does it feel, and what has your week been like of celebration? Uh, it feels great, man. Uh, this is my second Grey Cup uh, I've won in my career. And as, as you could hear in my voice, uh, we've been going pretty hard the past four days. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're pretty excited. Uh, you know, we finally got it done after you know three straight Grey Cup appearances. We got a we got a championship done. Wow! So, uh, what has the city been like in terms of support? Well, the city's been great. The city, uh, they they've always been a great uh, support system. Uh, they love us out here, man. They they love football up here, and uh, it's been great. We've been taken to so many bars uh, downtown Calgary, and uh, they've been treating us great. Uh, no. Not gonna say much, but we, we we got a lot of free alcohol. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You guys much deserved. I mean, when you win a, a world championship like that, you should party hard. Hey, Renee, what's the weather like up there? Like, you know, for Americans down here, we go by degrees. Like, translate that for me. I'm from Alabama, so I'm not good with that stuff, man. So, 
Kind of translate. How cold is it up there? Today is not too bad. Today is about uh, four degrees Celsius, so it's about uh, I'm trying I'm trying to make a guess right now. I think it's about forty to forty five. That seems about right. Uh, yeah, so it's not about it's not too cold. I mean, for us, it's not too cold. Okay, nice. All right, very cool. Uh, hey, real quick, Renee, like just with the listeners and even even Chris and, and I, um, are you from Canada? Were you born there, or were you born in the states? Where where were you from, my man? No, I was born. Uh, I'm a Canadian resident, uh, citizenship now, but uh, I was born in Venezuela, in South America. Nice, that's cool. And then, uh, yeah, and then when I was eight years old, I grew up in, uh, in Florida, and then graduated high school. And then okay. at the same time, my my family moved up to uh, Montreal. Um, I was uh, I was looking to get in some scholarship in the state back uh, back in '04, and uh, it didn't work out. So I just, uh, after being in Florida for two months by myself, I decided to just move my family, right? So uh, that's when I made the move to, uh, to Canada. Nice. So I've been here since 2004. Which uh, high school did you go to in Florida? I went to uh, Felix Varela in uh, Kendall, in Miami. Nice. Yeah, I was all-county, all-state my senior year. Were there any kicking coaches back then in, in South Florida at all? There wasn't. There wasn't that many. Uh, you know, I wish I would have had a, you know, a little bit of more uh, coaching, you know, down in the South. But, uh, um, you know, things happen for a reason, right? They didn't work out for me. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm playing. I'm still playing pro football, but, you know, I'm having a good time. That's great. So, so, what was your recruiting situation like? Because you said you were sort of by yourself a little bit in Florida, then joined your family up in Canada. How did that college recruiting process happen, and where did you end up for college as well? Yeah, so I uh, all the schools that wanted me, they couldn't offer me a full ride till you know my junior year because they all had a starting kicker already. So no, you know, back then. Uh, they didn't have that many scholarships like they do now. So uh, that's one of the main reasons I decided, you know, obviously not everybody could afford to go to school, so I ended up moving to uh, Montreal. Very cool. And um, did you, do you kick and punt for Calgary? No, I, I only do the uh, field goal kicking and the kickoffs. We have a nice. different punter who's uh, Rob Maver. He's, uh, you know, one of the best in the league would be in the uh, you know, we've been together for eight years, and uh, you know they love us up here. So uh, we, you know, he's a he's a great punter. Uh, to me, he's one of the best in the league, and uh, I think we're the best kicking duo uh, the CFL has ever seen. Oh, that's awesome! What? Uh, okay, you know what was interesting is you know we've we've interviewed a few guys on on the podcast from the CFL. You know, and from, you know, our research and what we know of it, you know, it doesn't seem like there's guys that are in the league super long. So is is eight years considered a long time for CFL standards? It is. You know, usually the, the guys that don't stay up here that long is uh, American kickers. Mm-hmm. And the uh, main reason is because they come up here for two or three years, you know, and they, they get a trial for the NFL. So um, it's easier for Canadians to, uh, to stay up here because, the kicking position in the CFL is a Canadian spot. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know if you know, if you guys know the rules much, but you gotta have a certain amount of Canadians and Americans on teams. So yes. they, uh, so a lot of teams like to have uh, Canadian kickers, you know, so they have another American in a different spot. Yeah. That's, that's a great advantage. So I gotta I got ask you, Renee, yeah. um, what's, what's nice in, in Canada is you get to use uh, the half inch or the one inch tee uh, for field goal place kicking and um, you know, some Americans that go up there, they sometimes they choose not to. Personally, if if I had the opportunity to get back into kicking again, I'd probably utilize the half-inch tee. Just kind of curious with your veteran experience, you've been kicking a long time at that high level there. Uh, what do you use and uh, what's your reasoning and like maybe what kind of advice would you give to future free agent kickers that maybe will kick in the CFL one day? Right, so uh, I use the half-inch tee. I've been using it in my whole career. Um, and the main reason is because uh, we used to have uh, CFL's footballs where you were a little bit bigger than the NFL balls. So um, it's hard to explain, but they're a little bit more round. It's, it's a little different. So the sweet spot is in a different spot. So like it's very hard uh, you know, to kick off the ground a CFL ball, but this year we used a new ball, which is closer to the NFL one. But I still decided to use the tee just because I've been using it for so long. Um, any, if any Americans come up here now, uh, it's way easier to kick. Um, you know, Swayze Waters, he, he came up here and he started using a tee. Uh, Brett Maher, he's, uh, he's kicking with the Cowboys now. And he used the tee while he was up here because... He wouldn't get the same rotation or same kick with the old uh, CFL football. So um, that's the main reason why we use a T up here is because the sweet spot is a lot different from the NFL ball. I love that advice. I love I love that. And I really hope you listeners heard that. I mean, why not use the advantage, especially at the professional level, uh, even some of your fellow kickers that you compete against in your league in the CFL, like, Lewis Ward, who had a who had a great year as well, you know he uses a T, you know, and so it's just yeah, yeah. it's cool to hear that. And obviously, guys in the NFL can't use a T, but you know half an inch isn't half an inch. You know that's that's a really easy, quick transition for pros like yourself. So if guys right. ever got to that next level, what I'm hearing you say is, is just with the type of football, it's a little more round. You want to give yourself the best chance to make a good kick. So um, if you ever had to transition. Right. The ground, it's a pretty easy transition. That's great advice, Renee. Yeah, yeah, but not with the new ball. This this was the first year we used the new ball, so uh, it's a lot easier to kick off the ground because it's not as round as it used to be. So uh, if any American guys are coming out here, um, you don't have to use the tee anymore. Uh, it's more like a kind of between a college ball and an NFL ball, so it, it is. Uh, you don't have to use the tee as much. But uh, like I said, I, I used it because I've been using it for so long that I didn't want to change anything in my kicking style, right? So that's why I decided to keep it. Um, Justin Medlock, he's been up here for a while, and he's probably the one uh, who hits the ball the best up the ground. So uh, if you guys want to get any tips on kicking a uh, CFL ball, you definitely reach out to him. <laughs> nice. You know, what's interesting here is, you know, you've been in the league for a while, 
you've probably seen a lot of kickers come and go and punters. Um, and we often talk about our industry being like a fraternity. You know, we all kind of support each other, even though we're technically going competing against each other, that type, type of thing. Uh, what is it? What's it like up in Canada? I mean, do all the kickers and punters in the league kind of support each other, talk to each other, or you just sort of stay with your team and, and, and go that go about it that way? Hey, what's up, 4D Nation? This podcast has been brought to you by NKR, the National Kicking Rankings Platform. It's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction, You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, but this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps, that's NKR underscore camps, or on Instagram at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out nationalkickingrankings.com. No, it's the same, same way up here, man. Everybody, uh, you know, we're all friends. We all talk. Um, you know, some guys don't talk to each other, but uh, for the most part, you know, I talk to everybody. Um, I have everybody's number up here. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a kicker thing, right? You, you all stick together and, uh, and uh, you keep in touch. Wow, nice. Uh, so you do kickoffs as well, and and we know the football field is different uh, compared to the American yeah. rules. So, like, what yard line do you kick on, and how many yards is it to the goal line? As well as, like, what is the expectations from your your coaches? Yeah, so the field is uh, is ten yards longer than the uh, the NFL football field. Uh, we kick off from the thirty five. So, an average. I think I averaged about 68 this year, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's pretty, putting the ball at the uh, my my inside the 10 every time between the five and the 10. Okay, so up here is a great kick. Okay. And so, what's your what's your coach's expectations? Uh, for me, for our team is you know kick it high and long, right? Um, we want we want a big hang time and you know kick the ball far so the guys have have enough time to get up there. Because um, every the, the good thing about the CFL and, and that's one thing that I like a lot is that there's always a kicking the uh, kicking game a return game. There's always going to be a return game so it makes the game a lot funner. So you're always going to get a kickoff return no matter what. Nice. Well, that makes it fun. Yeah, because. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's fun, man. It's it's fun. Uh, um, you know, any returners down in the states that want to actually come up here and, and return some balls, it's, it's fun up here. Yeah. So I'm interested. So I I always like to talk about you know the longevity of, of somebody and what they've seen and learned over the years. You know, you've been you've been around a lot. You know, and and we actually interviewed 
Lewis Ward, when he first broke the the, the original record uh, about a month and a half ago, what's your thoughts on him and how he is as a rookie and then how his progressions could be based on what you've seen over eight years? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, he actually broke my record. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if you guys do that or not. No. So my record was 39, and he broke it and uh, this year. And I broke it in 2013. Um, yeah, he's a great kicker. Um, you know, he's, it's, he his first year in the league. And, uh, you know, he won Rookie of the Year and Special Teams Player of the Year. So he had a great year. Um you know, it's, you know, obviously it sucks that he broke my record, but uh, he deserves <laughs> it. He, he did a good job. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the the season here. So you're with the Stampede. You know, it's it's hard to make a run. You know, there's there's not a lot of teams, whether it's college or NFL, you know, that that can can consistently be great. And you guys had a good run of of, of three years here, uh, getting to the Grey Cup and finally winning it. You know, what's it like, that grind, and and I guess, is there ever a feeling in the middle of the season when you know that you guys might have a chance again to, like, get there? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a big-time grind, man. We, you know, we start training camp end of May, and we finished in, you know, we finished last week, so um, it's a very, very long season. Um, you know, it's it's hard. Even though it's a 19 league, it's very, very hard to get to the great cup, and I've been fortunate enough to be on a team that, you know, I got to seven straight Western Finals, five great cups, you know, and only got and got two ranks. So, uh, you know, it says a lot of the organization that we have. A lot of, a lot of people compare us to the uh, the Patriots from the NFL, right? Because we, every year we're good, every year we're competing. And, uh, you know, if we don't make the playoffs, it's, it's a bust, right? Yeah. But uh, what's uh, what's the fan support like up there? How many people show up to the games? Oh, it's huge. Uh, you know, I think we average about thirty-two thousand people a game. Nice. Which, uh, yeah, we don't have uh, super big stadiums here, but I mean, our support, our support is great. Um, you know, Saskatchewan has the big stadium. They have the biggest fan base in the league. Um, you know, the uh, the Grey Cup was fifty-five thousand this past weekend, so. Um, and it was sold out. So the fan base is uh, up here. They love the CFL game. Um, it's huge. It's a great game. Um, you know, I wish uh, more people in the States would, you know, watch it. And I think in the past couple of years they have been. And, uh, you know, it's a different type of game from the uh, NFL, which is, uh, which is great. Nice. So I'm curious. Um we often joke that, and you probably, you know, you referenced it earlier, you know, when you were in Florida. Back then, there weren't a lot of kicking coaches. Now there's a lot. You know, we always joke that there's one or two in every state, at least in the states. Is there a kicking coach in the Canada area that guys go to see? And if so, who it is? And if not, who would somebody like you go see if you needed a little tune-up? Right. Um, I think there's a couple guys in, uh, in Ontario. Um, there are there aren't that many, but the guy I see is uh, his name is Don Sweet. He played in the CFL for 15 years back in the 70s, and uh, he played at Washington State. I think he was. He's a Canadian kicker, uh, and he's been my coach for the past seven years. Uh, so he's the guy I see every year. Um, usually I see him twice a year, but 
if I don't see him twice, I definitely see him, uh, you know, before training camp, just to get a little tune of. Nice. That's great. It's always nice to have people that you can go to to just to, to fine tune or tweak, or if you're having a rut. That's awesome that um, you have someone like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, and hopefully, hopefully after I'm done playing football, you know, I could, you know, do what he's been doing. You know, help out kids and, uh, and you know, start coaching kids. You know, hopefully get some camps up here and stuff like that. Uh, we'd love to maybe collaborate with you, Renee, and, and do something like that. Chris is uh, right there in Minneapolis, so we'll definitely talk more about that. For sure. Yeah, I got I got a few Canadian kickers just across the border, actually, from Minnesota. So it's I I hear a little bit of CFL talk every once in a while. Nice, nice. So here's a fun question that we do with every athlete. Uh, we know, obviously, your favorite stadium is, is Calgary. That's like a default. That's your favorite stadium to play in. Um, outside of Calgary, uh, since there's, you know, only other seven other teams, uh, what what's your top three stadiums that you like to play in? Uh, up there in the CFL outside of Calgary. Yeah, top three. Uh, you know, I, I, I wish I could tell you Calgary would be one, <laughs> but uh, I mean Calgary is, is, is top three for sure. Uh, you know, you got the altitude, uh, so you you know you could you could crush your balls up here in, in, uh, in Calgary. Um, stadium boys, I like I like Saskatchewan uh, and Winnipeg. Those two stadiums are. Uh, pretty nice, uh, and uh, the one in BC. You know, we have a dome up here in BC, which you know you don't have to worry about. You know, conditions, uh, the weather, right? So that's you know, there's a lot of nice stadiums, and obviously, I like kicking Calgary. You know, you be at home and and you know get get a couple of yards of your your kick. That's dope. Hey, I'm kind of curious. These are just sort of random questions. You you know, you just kind of random. You think about. You know, Canada's huge. How, how long are the flights to, like, get to these different cities to to compete? Can I see you guys? You know, uh, the big cities are kind of spread apart. How, what's a what's a flight like? Is it long? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the uh, Western games uh, are usually about an hour, hour and a half flights. But when, any time we travel to the east, so Toronto, Montreal, Hamilton, Ottawa, it's about a four-hour flight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but, uh, you know, we manage. Yeah, so there's a lot of kickers, Renee, that have had really good long careers in the CFL. And, uh, you know, you're you're doing that as well, eight years now, and two championships under your belt. You know, um, as a 33-year-old, you know, I I assume you still want to keep kicking for a while. Uh, What are you doing? to maintain your body and keep it in good shape these days as a kicker? Yeah, so I, I, you know, like every football player, you know, you got to train. Even though you're a kicker, I think you have to train. I've seen kickers that in the CFL who never trained, and they only have a three, four-year career. Uh, Their body didn't last. Um, I have a wonderful trainer here in Calgary. Uh, He actually was one of my teammates in college at Concordia in Montreal. So he keeps me right, and uh, uh, you know, you know, he's a great trainer, so he he knows what type of stuff to give me. Oh, I bet. So, all right. So, like, I'm curious here. How does how do I'm, I'm kind of throwing you kind of random questions here, just because I'm I'm intrigued and and I always love learning more about the CFL. 
How do contracts work in Canada? Like, like, do, do people get signed to five-year contracts, or is it year by year? How does that work? Yeah, so it depends on uh, on the team and and you know, obviously, you know, agent and stuff like that. Um, I I've been signing two-year contracts for the past four years. Um, I don't know if it's. I've been seeing that lately. A lot of guys are doing two-year contracts, uh, mainly because a lot of Americans want to come up here, play for two years, get some film, and try to go back to the NFL. Right. So, uh, most most of the guys are signing two years, two-year deals. Uh, when I first came in the league, a lot of guys were signing three, three, four years, uh, but you don't see that anymore. You see a lot of guys signing one or two years. Gotcha. Um. Renee, random question: Have you ever uh, attempted any kind of like a fake field goal in your career, and did it was it successful or not? No, we've uh, actually never ran one. So, uh, wow. Well, we ran one, but it didn't involve me. So, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. And so it, pretty, and pretty, we scored, yeah. Yeah, pretty conservative. Um, here's a question: Yeah, yeah the extra point range. Uh, you know, in the NFL, it's moved back to 33 yards. What is the Yardage, or how far back is the extra point in the CFL? So, at the same time, you guys uh, moved it back. We moved it back to the 32. Oh, nice. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's the same up, there, same up here. You hit a 32 yarder for, uh, for an extra point. All right, cool. So, since you're an eight year vet, you had to deal with that transition. Uh, was like the first year a little difficult, or, or how was the transition for you um, going? From twenty yards down back to thirty-two yards. Yeah, it was it was a little different. I mean, uh, I think the biggest difference was uh, the mental part of it. Um, you know, every time you you know you score a touchdown, you run on the field. Oh, okay, I got a nice easy extra point. You know, now you got to take it as a real field goal. Um, and that's something I had to you know had to adjust to my my first year uh, when that rule came up. So uh, I think that was the biggest issue. You know, be mental, focused, and um, you know, and taking it serious, not like a like an old extra point, right? Yeah. What's uh What's cool about that is you know, you're you know, of all the kickers we've we've interviewed overall over the the the, the history of our podcast, we, we've had forty four interviews now, and you you see this common thread, and it's the mental side of kicking, and you can't just sort of go through the motions anymore you really got to focus and I wish like the general public of football fans would understand that and they realize you know because they get on kickers quite a bit for missing a PAT but it's just not as easy as as people are just accustomed to and maybe it's going to be another five years till the fans kind of get used to like oh okay maybe a PAT isn't as just routine as it used to be you know but it's cool to hear your your thought process is like a lot of these NFL kickers that we've talked to as well. Well, what's also cool is Coach Carney, who kicked in the NFL for like 20-something years, uh, he he was an interviewee on our podcast, and we asked him, and he he basically said what you said, Renee, is, is treat it like a field goal. Like kickers need to go right. out there knowing that you're about to attempt a field goal. You're not kicking an extra point anymore. So that was really cool to hear an NFL veteran and a CFL veteran um, say the very same thing. Yeah, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, kicking is kicking, right? Whether you're playing the NFL, CFL, um, 
you know, you, you got to take the same approach every time, right? So, but you kick an extra point or 55 yarder, you know, you got to have the same mentality. And, uh, and that's been helping me a lot the past three years. Yeah. Well, hey, this is my last question, Renee, and then Chris has one more. Um, you know, uh, these high school kickers, uh, you know, trying to get to the next level, you know, what's, what's one or two things maybe you'd offer up some advice, uh, kicking form-wise or recruiting, you know, whatever's on your mind that if they're listening right now, uh, what would you say to them? I say uh, you got you to keep working hard, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I'm a drafted free agent. I never got drafted. And, uh, and here, here in Canada, kickers do get drafted because, you know, we don't have that many players and, and you know, and rounds at the NFL. So a lot of kickers get up here and get drafted. I got three kickers drafted before me. I mean, because I, I didn't get drafted, three kickers got drafted, and I didn't, and none of those guys are in the league anymore. So, wow. Uh, I got my chance, you know, took advantage of it, and, uh, you know, I've been going for eight years now, and hopefully a couple more. So, Lewis works the same thing. He never got drafted. He came in his first year this year and broke a CFL record, right? So, to me, uh, you just got to keep working hard. Um, you know, things happen for a reason. You get cut four times, and... You get find the fair time and you make the team, you know, it happens for a reason. So you just got to keep working. That's great. Love that attitude. All right. So, uh, Renee, my last question here, um, in doing my research on you ahead of time, you know, you, you know, you've been in the league for a long time, so naturally it's, it's common to own a few records. So you got records for, you know, consecutive field goals made, which, which you talked about earlier, uh, with Lewis breaking that, um, you got, you know, records where you've had the most points in a season and four-time All-Star and CFL All-Star and two two Grey Cup championships. As you reflect on your season so far after eight years, what are you, what are like two or three things you're most proud of, either individually or team-wise, kind of, th- you know, things for you? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I've had a great career, like you mentioned, all those stuff, and that's a lot of things. You know, I, I, I still... Well, Richard, I don't know if you guys know, but I had the highest percentage in CFL history. That's awesome. So, nice. at, uh, at 88%. So, um, I think it's that one, man. It's, you know, you kick some up here, you kick about between 45 and 60 field goals a year. That's how many attempts you get a year. So, it's a lot of field goals. And, uh, and I think that's one of my, you know, one of my, you know, one of the ones I think is the hardest to do. And, I'm most proud of. All right, so I got a sorry, I got a sub question on that one. Then, knowing that you own that record and you're an active kicker, is that ever in the back of your mind? Like, oh, I don't want to mess this percentage up, or do you just have a routine every time that you you approach every kick? No, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I don't. I really don't think about it. Um, you know, I don't even talk about it. I'm talking about it now because the season's over. But <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the two the two guys behind me are still playing. Um, so, you know, I, you know, who knows, maybe that gets broken a couple of years ago, but you can't think about it. You know, you got to take one kick at a time, and, uh, you know, and, and things will fall in place. Yeah. Well, hey, Renee, man, we really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, congrats on the Grey Cup Championship again. Uh, we really love your story, and hearing what you had to say, I think a, a lot of valuable information, a lot of motivational stuff here. 
and uh, we really hope to stay connected with you, and maybe we can uh, link up and maybe run a camp up there in Canada here soon. For sure, man. Thanks for having me, and uh, definitely we'll keep in touch, man. Yeah, Renee. Uh, yeah, appreciate everything. We'll be in touch, and, and obviously we'll be supporting you from the states and and uh, cross paths here down the road. I'm sure sometime. All right, take. All right, good, guys. Take yeah, go party, go party some more, bro. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Later. All right, later. Bye bye. Right. Wow, Renee's awesome dude, man. I didn't realize he had an 88th percentile in his career. That's that's legit. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. You know, I, I enjoyed that one. And like I say every episode, every one is fun. You learn something new. You get to meet somebody new. You get to share their story, their history. And I know, uh, you know, we get a lot of feedback from our listeners that, that, that talk about the different episodes that they like. And, you know, guys, if you want, after you listen to this one, you know, tag us in a tweet. Let us know what which ones you like and if you like this one. And, um but yeah, I really enjoyed talking to Renee. Fun to learn more about the CFL, and you know he's uh, he's been in the league for a while, which is a rarity. So that was cool to see too. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he, he had a lot of really good good points in there that I hope all you listeners heard. I mean, just some really good motivational stuff there. Undrafted, three guys got drafted ahead of him, not even playing in the league, and he is. Just uh, really good stuff there. I really enjoyed the interview. It flowed so well, and it went by really quick because I just was enjoying it so much. I I agree. Yeah, I looked down at my phone, and it was a quick 30 minutes. So, um, well, perfect. Well, guys, thanks again for listening to us. Uh, we've enjoyed the support so far. We're just a hair over a year. Um, we got a few pretty sweet interviews lined up, and uh, some we're about to promote here, so... Uh, thanks again, guys, and, and keep letting us know who you'd like to hear from. You know, we're going to be getting a few long snappers in the mix here shortly. So, uh, you know, our, our snappers have been asking, so we're going to give you some love here soon. So uh, thanks again, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Peace out. Later. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.